0: What an amazing story from Kyle, Uh, and if you've been with us and you've seen uh, the other stories of how people have been cared for by other members of our church, I'm sure you would agree with me uh, that those are very powerful and moving, Uh, and I remember that season in Kyle's life and watching him walk through that and people gather around him and to see where he is today is is, really is an amazing uh, story. And uh, we celebrate that. And so today, we're in week three of our series, Unpacking Care. And we've been in some very familiar passages. Uh, it, the first week, Joel walked us through uh, the story of the Good Samaritan. And then last week, we looked at the story where four friends tear a hole in the roof and let their friend down to get him to Jesus. Very familiar text. And then today, we're actually going to be in Luke 19, and uh, we're going to look at the story of a man named Zacchaeus, a very, very familiar story. In fact, uh, here's the danger of using stories that we're really familiar with in the Bible. We have a tendency to, to become so familiar with them that um, they lose some of the punch and some of the impact um, And when you hear the word Zacchaeus, if you've been in church at all, especially as a kid, probably one thing has already popped into your head, right? Um, And and what happens is um, that thing gets stuck in your head. Uh, Let me show you. Let me let me tell you what I'm talking about. So when we had small kids, we had this set of videos, the Cedarmont Kids. If you know, you know. Uh, And we would watch these videos over and over and over. And one of the songs was the song about Zacchaeus. Uh, And so I'm feeling nostalgic. So I want you to watch this with me. Zacchaeus was a That's cute and annoying at the same time, right? Imagine being in a car and hearing that on repeat for a couple of hours. So that's the that's for some of us, that's how Zacchaeus is burned into our brain. Wee little man, he looks like a puppet. Uh we we have um sometimes reduced the stories of the Bible uh and peeled away all their meaning, trying to make them accessible to kids. And there's nothing really inherently wrong with that. Uh, But the funny thing is, Jesus is accessible to children without our help. In fact, in my Bible, right across from the story of Zacchaeus, you find this story in Luke 18. People were bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them, When the disciples saw this, they rebuked him. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the children come to me. Jesus didn't have any problem making children accessible to him. And we somehow have done that to ourselves. And so when you hear the story of Zacchaeus, don't think we little man in a tree and climbing down. We're going to look at it today, hopefully from a perspective that maybe we haven't looked at before. Because there's an incredible amount of things going on here. And as we look at it, we're going to, we're going to learn some things about how to care for one another. And we're going to unpack care from this story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. So find Luke uh, chapter 19 in your Bible. And while you're going there, I want to give you a little background before we read. So we can really kind of get into this and see what's going on. Luke's gospel is the most detailed of all the gospel accounts. And he walks through Jesus' life and he sets out to show how uh, Jesus is the fulfillment of the long covenant story between God and Israel and how Jesus actually, that how that fits into the global story of God and how God's working in the world. In the middle section of Luke, which we're in Today, it actually starts with Luke 9:51. It says, "As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem." So with that verse, Jesus is on his mission. He's moving toward Jerusalem, where he's going to fulfill uh, what he came to do, which was to be crucified on a cross, be buried, resurrected and establish the kingdom of heaven. And as we journey from Luke 9, 51, all the way to where we are today, we encounter some stories. It's where we saw the parable of the Good Samaritan that Jesus told. And Jesus healing people on the way as he's working his way toward Jerusalem, where he's going to be betrayed, crucified, buried, resurrected. And so he's resolutely on his mission to go to Jerusalem. And what precedes what we have here, Jesus has uh, encountered the rich young ruler, he's predicted his death, and then right before this, he is, he's outside of Jerusalem, walking toward Jericho on the road, interestingly, that Joel showed us a couple of weeks ago, where the, that was the setting for the story of the Good Samaritan. And he's walking along that road, and this beggar cries out to him, and Jesus heals him. And the crowds, the, the crowds that are following Jesus, are massive. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but when Tiger Woods was in his prime, um, if you went to a tournament to watch Tiger Woods, unless you got out of the car with Tiger and walked to the tee box with him, you weren't going to get close to him, right? The 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 galleries would be 20 people deep sometimes. And, and if, you, if you got a shot of tiger, you were lucky. And those crowds would follow him down the golf course. It, it, it was noisy. Uh, some golf courses actually started limiting the, the size of the crowds that could follow him. Well, that's kind of like the crowds that are following Jesus. And so imagine that scene. Jesus is walking into a place and the crowds are coming around. You can't get close to him. Well, that's where we find ourselves this morning in Luke 19. Jesus focused and determined to fulfill his mission, and the crowds in every town are getting larger and larger. So let's pick it up there, Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector And was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save what was lost. So there... Some characters in here we need to kind of get a handle on if we're going to understand what it means to care for one another the way Jesus cares for each other. And so let's look at this guy, Zacchaeus, that we get introduced to here. Uh, he, Jesus says, entered Jericho, which was a city that had a lot of commerce and a lot of wealth in it. And we're told that there's this guy there named Zacchaeus. He's a chief tax collector, which basically means this. The Roman government would tax people that were under them, and they would appoint a chief tax collector who would have other tax collectors under him, and he would get a cut of what they collected. So let's say the Roman government was going to get 5%. Well, the tax collector could say, no, we're going to charge 10%. And they would take 5 and the Roman government would get their 5 It was very oppressive. They were, they were not liked at all. In fact, the Jewish people despised them because they built their wealth on the backs of other people's suffering. So when we hear that Zacchaeus is a tax collector, uh, think about this. He's more like uh, Al Capone or Pablo Escobar than he is a Muppet, right? He is a, he is a despised man. Um, and so we learn the chief tax collector is also wealthy. You you think about that detail as it relates to care. When we typically think about care, we think about physical needs that maybe sometimes we can meet needs by writing a check or there's some kind of resource we can give. But Luke makes a point to say he's wealthy. Zacchaeus doesn't have any of those kind of needs. But the needs that Zacchaeus has are deep. He's got social, emotional Needs. He wants to belong. And then Luke adds this detail. I don't know, it just feels a little bit like insult to injury. He was short. I don't know what to do with that, but he was short. And he wants to see Jesus. Don't miss that. He was a short man. He could not. He wanted to see Jesus, but he could not because of the crowd. Can you imagine? It, the, the crowd's 15 or 20 deep, and you're five inches shorter than everybody, and you're, you know, you're doing this thing, trying to see over the crowd. And and our, our guy here, he's an entrepreneur. He he can't see the crowd, so he looks down the street and says, oh, there's a tree. And he runs ahead of the crowd, climbs up into a tree so he can get a look at Jesus. What? And he wants to see Jesus so bad, he's willing to To cast aside all reputation, all dignity, run down and climb up a tree like a little kid. Whatever the case is, this little man, hated and despised by the people, is about to meet a big God. He climbs that tree and he's looking for Jesus. He wants to see him so bad. But here's what Zacchaeus doesn't realize. Jesus wants to see him. Don't miss that. As much as Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus, Jesus wants to see him. So if we're going to care about people the way Jesus does, we need to, we need to stop. That's the first thing. Look, look at what happens. Verse 40. I'm sorry. Verse 5, when he reached the spot. So Jesus is walking. Remember where he's going. He's working his way toward Jerusalem, toward the cross. He knows that's why he's come. And the crowds are pressing in. He gets to where this guy's in a tree, and he stops. Jesus has stuff to do. So the first thing we need to do if we're going to care like Jesus is this. We will stop when we see an opportunity, not when we have the time. If you think about it, Jesus does Jesus have time for this? Like We're looking at this story going, he's got to get to Jerusalem, he's, he's moving, he's got stuff to do, but he stops. If you and I are going to care the way Jesus wants us to care, we've got to have some margin. We've got to have built into our lives space enough so that when those things step in front of us, we can stop. We need to cultivate what uh, writer Dallas Willard calls an unhurried life. If you read through the Gospels and you watch Jesus as he moves through these crowds and works through towns, he never seems hassled or hurried. He's, He's focused, he's on a mission, but there never seems to be this panic or I don't have time to do this. He always stops when there's an opportunity, not necessarily when we have time. And most of us, if we're honest, we have schedules so jammed full of events and things we have to get done, we can't stop to help anybody. And so maybe part of the work that the Holy Spirit needs to do in our lives is for us to get our schedule out and say, I need to cut some of this and build some margin so that I can stop when I see an opportunity. So if we're gonna care, like Jesus, we need to stop when we see an opportunity, not when we have time. The next thing is this. If we're going to care like Jesus, we are going to see potential, not problems. This is, this is really cool. I think, look, look at what it says. He reaches the spot, so he stops, and he looked up. Think about this. Zacchaeus, who is despised by people... More than likely, when he passes by, people don't even want to make eye contact with him because, oh, that's the tax collector, right? And he's short, so people have been looking down on him physically and socially. Like his whole life, people have been looking down on him. And then here he is in this moment where this guy that everybody's talking about, Jesus, who people are saying may be the Messiah stops. And while everybody else has looked down on Zacchaeus, Jesus looks up. Because Jesus doesn't see the tax collector. Jesus sees the potential for what he could do. And if you and I are going to live like Jesus and care like Jesus, we need to begin to look for the potential in people and not see them as problems. Jesus sees potential. We see pain. Jesus sees promise. I wonder how many times in in my own life I have passed by someone because they seemed more like a problem than someone that God could potentially use. Ultimately, people are the only thing that matters There are two things that are eternal, the Word of God and the souls of men. And we have to care about people. We've got to begin to look at people the way Jesus does and see potential in people and not just view them as problems. The next thing is this. If we're going to care like Jesus, we're going to speak life, not death. Jesus calls him by his name. Jesus looked up, he stops, he looks up, and he said to him, Zacchaeus. Now, that may not seem like a big deal until you hear what this guy's name means. The name Zacchaeus literally means pure. So think about that for a minute. Here's a guy despised by the people around him. Probably Most people probably didn't even call him by his name. Who knows what they called him, but he probably hasn't felt pure but Jesus calls him by his name Zacchaeus Jesus sees the potential and he speaks his name pure when Jesus calls you he establishes your identity he gives you your true self Jesus speaks life into this man just by calling him by his name Think about that. Zacchaeus, we, we have no idea what he's thinking here, but I can imagine it. He's looking out. He doesn't know Jesus. He's wanting to get a glimpse at Jesus. All of a sudden, Jesus stops under him, looks up at him, and Jesus doesn't know him. At least, that's what Zacchaeus thinks. Z- Jesus looks up and says, Zacchaeus, the power of life in a word. Jesus was constantly doing it, speaking life and, and hope into people. The question for us is this, do our words have the healing power of life or do they carry the condemning power of death? If we're going to care like Jesus, we've got to speak life into people. How, how would your conversations about people and to people be characterized? If we're going to care like Jesus, we got to speak life. The next thing we see about caring is this. We're going to step in when others step away. Jesus stops. He looks up, calls him by his name, and he says, Come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. I must Stay at your house. Not I'd like to, but I must do. Jesus knows. This is what he knows. For life to be transformed, you have to step into the mess, right? You can't step away from it. You can't back away from it. You have to step into it. And so Jesus says, I must stay at your house. It's the greatest self-invite ever. Did you, did you have those friends? Maybe you, maybe you are that friend that you're always trying to self-invite yourself to things. Well, Jesus does it here. He says, "Hey, bro, I'm really feeling some tacos today, and we need to head back to your crib and eat them." That's <laughs> that's kind of what's going on. Um, if you're gonna care, you got to get into the mess of other people's lives. So Jesus says, "I have to. I'm coming to your house." Here's the problem: when we step into people's lives, or maybe we maybe we don't step into people's lives because we're afraid they're gonna see our mess. Right, We we don't want people to see how messed up we are. Um, But here's the thing. Once Jesus steps into your life and he starts rearranging the furniture and you get straightened out, you don't care what anybody else sees. And if we're going to live like Jesus and step into other people's lives and help them become who Jesus has called them to be and care for them in a way that pushes them toward Jesus... We have to step in and not step away. You you have this picture of how Jesus cares for this one man, Zacchaeus. Let's let's just recap. Jesus stops when he sees the opportunity, not because he's got time. He sees the potential in Zacchaeus, not the problems. He speaks life into him, not death. And he steps in when everybody else around him is stepping away. That's what it means to care the way Jesus does. That would be an awesome story if we just stopped right there. But Luke doesn't stop there. Luke shows us there are kind of two ways to respond to this. You can either grumble or you can go. Look at the crowd's response. All the people saw this and began to mutter. Your translation may say grumble. It means to complain. They begin to complain to each other. Well, he's going with the sinner, right? The crowd misses it. They have a different idea about what the kingdom should be. They think the kingdom needs to look like them, right? Right? These outcasts, these sinners, whatever that category is for us, well, I don't. They don't really belong. And so when they see Jesus interacting with a tax collector, in their mind, they're thinking, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This, this isn't how it's supposed to work." I've got my own definition of kingdom and who needs to be in it. They're not uh, seeing the potential in him, right? They are seeing him as a problem. They speak death and they step away. They grumble. And you, ha- you and I have that option. We can, we can see people around us and we can grumble and say, I don't think they belong in the kingdom. Or I don't have much hope for them being in the kingdom. And just back away from them. Or you can go. Look at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Verse 8, this is so great. He stood up and said to the Lord, look, here now, I give half of my possessions to the poor, if I've cheated anybody, I'll pay back four times. So I, I feel like there's probably a gap between the people grumbling and verse 8 because Zacchaeus, has, he's sitting, obviously, and he stands up. Maybe he, they're back at the house having a meal, and Jesus has basically told him why he's here. And Zacchaeus realizes for the first time, man, that's where I belong, with Jesus. He stood up and said, look, I'll give all of it back, four times what I took. Here's what Zacchaeus knows. He's new. He has a brand new identity. He's not the sinner. He's not the tax collector. He is pure. That's what his name means. He has a new identity, and immediately he begins to live out of that. See, that's what happens when you meet Jesus, and your needs are met by him. It just pours out of you. You begin to care like Jesus cares. That's the only explanation for why Zacchaeus does this. Jesus ends the story by restating the whole purpose of why he came. He says, the son of man came to seek and save the lost. And he looks at Zacchaeus and says, today salvation has come to this house because this man is a son of Abraham. And, And it's not Zacchaeus giving his possessions back or paying people back that save him. That's the evidence that God has done a work in his life and he has been transformed by Jesus. The question is, what about you? When you look at this story, where do you find yourself? Are you Zacchaeus? Maybe you're an outcast pushed to the edges You you think about Zacchaeus, he was probably lonely. Um, I I think about Kyle's testimony, struggling with anxiety and depression and all of those deep needs that can't be met by writing a check. They can only be met by presence. Zacchaeus probably had a lot of those. Anxiety, depression, outcast. And Jesus steps into his life. Maybe you're in a place today where you're thinking nobody cares. That nobody notices me. Nobody's going to take the time for me. Well, hear me. Jesus stopped for you. Jesus Looked for you. He saw your potential. Jesus speaks life to you, not death, and He steps into your life in a way that no one else can. He stepped into the place of sinners. That's what He was going to Jerusalem for. He steps into our life and suffers the death we should have suffered. That's what he does for Zacchaeus. That's what he does for me and for you. He dies the death we should have died. Even though he lived the life we could never live. See, when we hear this story and, and we hear that this is how we're supposed to live and love and care, we, we feel the that, man, that's impossible. We can't do that. That's right. <laughs> And we're guilty before a holy God. But Jesus steps into our mess and says, I will live it for you. And when you come to him and he gives you that identity, that's how you serve out of that. That's how you care is out of that. You're so deeply loved and so deeply forgiven that your identity is established not in you or the things you chase, but in the work of Jesus. So he died, buried, on the third day rose, conquering sin and death. And today, he calls the lost to be found. He is looking for you. So maybe you're Zacchaeus. And you need to just listen to Jesus. And come down and go to him. Maybe... You've got a Zacchaeus in your life. And you caring for them could be just as easy as Kyle shared in the video, right? He told a story about Caleb taking him to lunch. Sometimes that's all it takes for us to step into a life and care for them is just to sit down across the table from someone and say, I care about you. Tell tell me your story. We don't, we don't typically think of that as meeting a need, but you heard it today in that testimony. You and I probably have felt that when we've sat down with a friend and they've, over a meal, and they've encouraged us and spoken life into us and not death. Maybe you've got a Zacchaeus in your life, and that's what you need to do this week. You just need to call him and go, hey, let me take you to lunch. But maybe. You're in the crowd. And you look around at all the need. And you look around at hurting people. And your tendency is to just grumble. And judge. And not see the potential. Here's 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 what you need to do if that's you. You just need to repent. You need to turn your back back to that sin and turn your face to Jesus you need to do what Zacchaeus did and run ahead of the crowd get up in the tree and look because Jesus is looking for you and you need to say Jesus help me care the way you care let me pray for us Father we um, we love you thank you for your word Forgive us for turning stories that have so much depth in them to um, sometimes into silly little songs where we forget what's actually happening. What's happening on this road in Jericho is the God of the universe is looking for lost people and caring for lost people. So Father, our prayer today is that is that we would care like Jesus does. Holy Spirit, help us stop when we see opportunities. Help us see potential in people. Help us speak life into people. Help us step in when everybody else is stepping away. God, we don't want to be grumblers. We want to be goers. And we want to do that for the glory of King Jesus and for the good of all people. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.